What it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71. It is January 31st on a Wednesday evening, and you are tuned in to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. As usual in the digital studio, I'm joined by my two compadres in crime. We've got Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, amigo? Not much, man. Uh, just getting over a cold, so I might be in and out of mute quite a bit on the show. So <laughs> just hope we don't get Let's anything. See. The mute button will be our will be your friend. <laughs> yes. Unless, unless I, I can't spread the virus over a recording, thank God. Yeah, yeah not yet. Yeah, we got Norton. Yet. We got Norton. We got Norton. Well, I'm, I'm going to be like a <laughs> lawnmower man or I'm going to jack into the Matrix or something. So it'll be like Johnny Mnemonic. I'll be up all in your business. Like, up. You realize with all that, you're just showing your age? You know of that, right? Of course. Just FYI. <laughs> like all those outdated references? Sure. Max Headroom. Come on. Max Headroom. Yeah. <laughs> Max Headroom. Oh, Lord. And that other voice you heard was Des, the Bay Area Terror. How you doing, bud? I'm doing well. I am not sick Um, and enjoying life in sunny San Francisco. So always happy to be here. Good, good. Well, I'm doing well myself. I've been dodging the... uh, I got other people in the job, in the workplace that have been getting sick, but... uh, I've, I, I feel I paid my dues in the illness department this year, so hopefully uh, all those bugs will stay far and far away from me. I'm just loading up on the vitamin C with orange juice and the airborne, and you know, so far so good. But uh, speaking of so far so good, well, I, I can't even figure out a way to to, to segue into that. As you know, my segues need some work, so you have to forgive me, listeners. But. Uh, <laughs> Well, one of the big three dropped some uh, information regarding uh, some upcoming changes to their first party uh, offerings of regard to how they're going to be presenting them. And what are we talking about, folks? We're talking about Microsoft's Game Pass. And in this week's main event, that's going to be our deep dive. So... <clears throat> For uh, and you know, I'm old, so the days kind of roll in between, you know, one into another. This was announced. What uh, was it? Uh, Monday last week. Yeah, it was like it was last week. Yeah, so it wasn't wasn't this week. It was definitely uh, sometime last week. But it was definitely a, uh, I would say, almost like an H bomb as far as uh, Microsoft. You know kind of bringing the ruckus a little bit and what they did is basically with xbox uh, game pass uh they announced that all first party games from here on out will be released day and date on the service for the uh, uh low low price of ten dollars a month on there so yep so um <clears throat> i guess uh let's go let's do round around robin style so uh, joe what's your how do you feel about this well, the thing about it is, is that, uh, you know, I think this is a game changer, but we'll have to see how the market kind of 
recognizes this as far as uh, you see if people pick up on the value proposition on it because you know every people nowadays they enjoy their netflix and almost everyone i know has netflix you know it's just a foregone conclusion that everyone has that or hulu or a combination of the two irregardless of even if they have cable on that and so you know and if i was a new um owner of an xbox you know why would i even think about uh, buying any first party titles unless you know obviously i wasn't aware of the value proposition on this thing and especially if it's for a you know a, a family uh, especially with game sharing or uh you know a kid of some sort if i was buying something for a family just to have a access to over 100 plus titles including first party titles day and date it's kind of in a way almost like the tipping point it's like taking the power away from retail and putting it into the hands of the console manufacturer but you know it's going to be like a what we call it like a seesaw maybe a little bit as far as getting the proper balance involved too Mm -hmm. on there you know i know there was a games retailer in austria that says they were dropping the xbox one hardware uh australia as well yeah, and it was Austria, actually. So, well, there was another one in Australia too. Oh, oh was there? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then <clears throat> I also saw like a, um, a games industry biz article, which is based out of the UK, and then a lot of the mom and pop shops were just almost livid for the fact that uh, Microsoft is pretty much taking their profit margin away from them because they don't make any money on the hardware, <laughs> you know. Uh, all they do is make money on the software and especially with, uh, you know, buying and selling of used games. And obviously if they have all the games up on the service, what's the incentive for them to even buy or trade, you know? So, yeah. you know, so you got to kind of, it's a balance proposition there. It's just, I want to see what kind of goes from there and see if Nintendo or Sony kind of, um, kind of either, either copy or kind of, do their own take on this, this type of service? It's too early for that. It's way too early for that, in my so. opinion. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Um, you you brought up Joe brought up uh, uh, people like their Netflix. See, people like their Netflix because there's shit to watch on Netflix. Okay, uh, Microsoft ain't got nothing right now. You know, you can use you can play their old games, first party games, great. That's you know whatever, but. They ain't got nothing to back that up yet, you know. So that's the thing. Are they gonna are they gonna like commit one hundred percent to this, or is this just something to shake up the industry that they're gonna try for a while, like the connect, and then and then it's gone again? See, that's that's the problem that I that, that I have with this whole situation. It's like it's like yeah, you're gonna do all these rumblings and all these stirrings, but 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 what 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 is the value of of it, you know? And 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 how are you going? You know, to get those you know, those people that it's a rope behavior now that I'm going to go to GameStop. I'm going to go to my mom and pop. I'm going to go to this place and get a physical copy of this game. And now you want to tell me, okay, that now you want to tell me that that for ten dollars I can get all just and it's just your first your first party games, right? So like no other. No, no, that's the other party in Indies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. It's whoever. Okay, but still, still, you know, I just don't think. I just don't think that Microsoft has the ability to to or, or or their 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 brand doesn't have enough value to do this successfully. 
I'm going to be one of those naysayers. I don't. I don't. I think it's. Uh, it goes to. It, it goes to what's trending right now. You know, in the whole like access. You know, you streaming access services like ten dollars a month. Get unlimited this. Ten dollars a month. Get unlimited that. Blah blah blah. This and that. Binge it. Binge it. Play it. Get it. It's right here for you now. Now it's about you and what you want. And the problem is, most people don't want what they have. Okay, because they ain't got nothing. You know, you know, Netflix. Netflix can demand that stuff because they have stuff. These other streaming services can demand that because they have it. You know, I don't think. I think Mark. I think Microsoft at this point is just grasping at straws because they need something. They need a hit. They need a hit. You know. Um, well, and, and how much money? And I want to know how much money are they projected to 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 gain with this move? Like, like I, I think I think that's something that that we should really look at. You know. Like what, I'm kind of curious. The, the yeah. subscriber volume is going to be as efficient as selling uh, the first day. Exactly on there. You know, you know? I mean, I'm looking at the because granted, it's because granted, it's it's games as a service, and that's what's been going on anyway. Publishers have been doing it already. You know, Destiny. That's a that that's a service. When you buy Destiny Two, you are buying a service. If you will understand that. You were buying a service. You were buying free up. You, you, sorry, you were buying updates. You were buying, you know, uh, weapon patches. You're buying this 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 product, you know. And and when you bought Destiny One, you know, you 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 kind of had to talk to people. I don't think people were conscious of this, but you were thinking: Are you committing to this service for the next three years until Destiny Two comes out? Okay, because that's what's really going on with these with these new games that um that 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 have DLC and have stuff like that, and I think Microsoft is just trying to 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 hedge that a little differently, you know, um, to really to say you know we want to be on here and we want to get them by the throat right at the beginning. Now, if PlayStation had did something like this, you know, day one, I would be like, oh, you know, because just because. Sony is, 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 in, is in the forefront so much more than, than Microsoft right now, you know? So, so for me, I, I, I'm going to be that naysayer. I don't know. I, I really Nay. don't know. <laughs> you know, I really don't know. But, but I, I just, it seems a little fishy to me, you know? Well, so, I, don't know. I mean, it, it, it kind of seems like this is a repackaging of the original idea of the, of the Xbox One. And you know, other people have said this already when they were talking about this digital all, you know, this digital media and you'll be able to, you know, get your games and uh, uh, without kind of bypassing the the retailer uh, on the on the uh, on the the brick and mortar side of things. It kind of sounds like that original concept has just kind of been repackaged and reintroduced to the public. Now, the one thing when you're talking about um, revenue, you know, Microsoft has been on this, you know, active Xbox Live. Uh, we're, we're basing our success off, you know, active accounts or user accounts or, you know, they're, you know, they're not interested in units sold anymore. They're interested in, you know, user interaction through at the Xbox Live service. I'm guessing that, you know, in theory, you could say, you know, how many people are on Xbox Live? What is it? 30 million, 50, you know, 28 million, something like that. 
you know, if you can get, <clears throat> you know, X amount of those people to commit to a minimum, you know, six months, uh, you know, six months of Game Pass, let's say, you know, that's a lot of money. Uh, if if you can get those people to commit on a you know ten to ten dollars per month, you know throw out some, you know maybe some bon- some deals. We'll give you six months, you know at some type of uh, re- reduced amount, and you have you have that repeating that repeating revenue. Um, the idea behind it is maybe because you know remember what Phil Spencer said about. Uh, you know when he was throwing shade on uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and uh, Breath of the Wild, was that there isn't a a long term revenue stream for single player games. Uh, this could be a means in which that could be accomplished by having so many people pitching in that those ten bucks that ten bucks a month. They could have on hand, in, you know, in in cash, if you will. However, the, you know, liquid you want you want to say it is. They can take X amount of dollars and invest in more single player exclusive content, uh, new IP, less financial risk because they're bringing in all this additional revenue. Because remember, this is on top of what you pay for Xbox Live. You know, this is additional money on top of that. You know, they it could be seen as a means to fund some of those projects. You know, start you know whether it's money heading IP, building up their existing studio portfolio. I can see how that could I could see how that could go. And and I've heard I've heard some some a read some some analysts talking a little talking about how that could be a possibility. Um, <clears throat> I will say though that the way I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this as a as a rental service. You know, I'm not really interested in running this in you know in six month chunks, one year chunks, because to be honest, you know, like you were saying, Des, there's, sorry, my phone just <laughs> a live radio show. Um, there's not a whole lot going on on the Xbox Live for me, content-wise, exclusive-wise, like you mentioned. If if you know, let's take Crackdown Three for example. If I can say plop down ten bucks, rent Crackdown Three for a month, decide I have plenty of time to decide whether or not I like it. I can you know kill the kill the uh, the, the service after a month. Go to one of my, you know, go to Amazon or, well, not Amazon because I think they have a, a window in which you have to order a game after it's released to get your to get your discount. But go to the Best Buy, get my 20% <clears throat> off the physical copy. And I'm a physical guy. I prefer physical media for my, for my console games. And, you know, I feel that, hey, I like this game. I didn't, I didn't spend a whole lot of money up front on it to see whether or not I liked it or not. It's cool. If I want to try Sea of Thieves and kind of, hey, this this game is not my thing. I'm not feeling it. What am I out? I'm only out 10 bucks and I can goof around with whatever other games they have on the service until that month, until that, 
that month is up and I can look up, up on the horizon. Hey, they don't have anything coming. You know, I played all these other games before. I have them on other platforms. OK, I can cut the service now. I'm, I'm cool. Um, so I think they're I think it's I think it's a good and, and I've said it before. If I was buying a console for someone who was, you know, n- new to games or recommending to somebody who, you know, what they should buy for someone who is new to games, you know, a college student going away to college is not going to have a whole lot of extra money. If they're not, if they're, they've got no, they don't have a, a horse in the, in this current race, you know, maybe they skipped last gen, maybe the last console they had was a, you know, was a PlayStation two or an original PlayStation. They really haven't messed with games that much. And Xbox One S and Game Pass is the best thing going right now because they'll have a, a rotating library of over 100 games that they can download, play. You know, you buy them a six-month, a year pass, and they're good. They don't have to worry about, you know, the next, you know, the next, what, what, uh, well, how am I going to spend you spend money to get new content? There's going to be constant content on that uh on that service. So I think it's a good deal for those who aren't, you know, quote unquote, hardcore. What I'm, what I'm interested, interested in is seeing how the bigger uh, brick and mortar places are going to react to this. Uh, You got, you know, companies like GameStop, I, you, you know, GameStop isn't happy about this because they get their revenue from, you know, used games for the most part. The idea, you know, they're not making a whole lot of money on the hardware. They're not making a whole lot of money on the new games. They want you to come back and and spend money on used games and peripherals and all that good stuff. Uh, and that's how they make their money. So <clears throat> the problem that I see is what what Joe was talking about before is that there's these smaller places. And a larger company that GameStop, like GameStop, that just deals, you know, exclusively with video games and video game related, you know, items. They still need places to sell those consoles. And, you know, if GameStop, I can see GameStop saying, hey, why should we, you know, uh, a couple of places in, in Austria and Australia have delisted Xbox hardware and peripherals. Um, the question is, is how places like Walmart, Best Buy, <clears throat> Target, places that don't rely on video games as their biggest draw into the store. It's part of it, <clears throat> but it's not all they do. You know, I think, um, <clears throat> excuse me, folks, uh, I think the Walmart is still the biggest video game retailer uh, for, for both hardware and software. I think I could be wrong on that. I think you're accurate in that, in that uh, estimation. So, OK, I've heard it before. Yeah. Yeah. So the question is, how are they going to react? Oh, um, you know, Looking at if the they list. don't see it as that big of a is that that big of a deal they they may continue as as carry on yeah and one thing I like that change. 
add about that, Kevin, is I was looking over the list right now, and a lot of it, besides the Microsoft first-party stuff that's going to be on here, a lot of the games that are on here are either indie titles or titles that are relatively cheap in the bargain bin kind of thing at GameStop, where you're looking at games that are usually like under 20 or might be mm-hmm. on the like you know remastered editions of games like Darksiders or Resident Evil Zero or Resident Evil 6, you know, that kind of thing. Looking at what's available on there and stuff like Mad Max, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, you know, things of that uh, type of uh, nature. On Where's there. the so, value? So then the question is, are they going to be able to pull third party? So when Battlefront Three comes out, I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. The next Call of Duty, yeah. you know, the next Call of Duty, the next whatever big third party title. Yeah. Are they going to be able to to pull the that content onto Game Pass? That's going to be a hard sell. That's why I think retailers, in a way, it's just, this is just a dip in the a toe in the water versus a full head-on, you know, senton splash right into the pool, you know, where they're just going to put everything available on Games Pass. So, and there's a mixture. There's like about 80 Xbox One games, but a lot of it's like a lot of Xbox 360 stuff as well. Mm-hmm. There's a total of 164 games on Games Pass currently right now as of this recording. So on there, but uh, that's that's a quite a few games, obviously, especially if someone is young, you know, eight years old. You know, I know when I was eight years old, I mean, if I had access to 164 games, <laughs> I, you know, I would be pretty happy, you know, because, you know, obviously I had to wait to, you know, birthday or... Uh, christmas or you know a special occasion of some sort mm-hmm. on that you know but uh you know if you're looking at the lineup though of the games i mean there's a good plethora of games available but at the same time i don't think this is going to be where it's going to be your main course you know this is a definitely an hors d'oeuvre you know with the little splashing of uh, microsoft first party here and there you know so mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on how invested you are as far as uh, some of the Microsoft first party titles because you know obviously a year's cost of games pass is 120 bucks it's 10 bucks a month on there so if you're like say gonna go out and buy sea of thieves and crackdown 3 that's already 120 bucks that you're gonna invest right at the beginning on there where you could have access to these other games on you I mean, it just depends as far as if you know between PlayStation plus, and, and games of the month games with gold on xbox live you know uh, uh deals on each store every week you know as whether you know this, this is going to be something that will stick out as something substantial or just another avenue to pursue to play games you know so okay first and foremost where's the value i'm gonna say it again you yeah. know and and i think what they're going to have to do if they truly are going to do a Netflix model is they're going to have to just let it play out. Seriously. Don't freak out. Don't go crazy and let, let it trickle in. Seriously. Just have it be another service that, that they offer, you know, and then, and then let the value snowball. That's what, that's what Netflix did. You know, they got into the business for, for, you know, mailing out actual physical copies Physical copies of DVDs. Yeah. Come on now, you know, mm-hmm. and and now they're you know winning Oscars and shit like that. I mean, if if they really want to do it, they're gonna have to put uh, 
time and effort into it, really. Well, that's really what yeah. it comes down to. They're really going to have to get behind it and say, this is, this is what we're doing. You know, and, and I agree with Kevin in that I think it would be great if they were to to, uh, you know, let it let it marinate and then, you know, use that that income, that extra income to um, create more uh, more games, in-house games. You know, that way you're kind of putting in money, you know, because that's why I think I think in some weird way, people who. You know, people who own or have a next Netflix subscription and then the Netflix, you know, thing wins, you know, they're like, ah, you know, my subscription helped pay for that or something. I don't know, you know, yeah. but, but, but I think that's what people kind of have sometimes, you know, they're just like, you know, cool, let's just do this. And there's a couple of quotes from Phil Spencer tweets that were made like four days ago and he was being questioned about Xbox Games Pass and there's a couple of the tweets that he made. Uh, one was mentioning the fact that uh, um, seeing if Xbox Games Pass has an opportunity to introduce unique and new experiences to users or if it's more or less just a subscription service with a great value on there. And he says that he sees Xbox Games Pass as both. He says the value is pretty obvious for some. Uh, the idea of a new model that could open up opportunities for creativity is where I think we'll end up. In the operative words there, I think. So... <laughs> Uh, and it's not a new model. It's not a new model. It's a model that's been that that has been you know implemented already. I mean, they're they're just adapting you know their their service. You know, I don't think GameStop is. I personally don't think GameStop is really shaking that much. You no, know about it personally, and that's why the moms and pops are freaking out because that is their margin. Like you were saying, I totally agree with that. You know, yeah. I, and and GameStop is big enough that they can take they they can take a wait and see approach because 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 here's the thing, Joe, with your analogy earlier about you know you could buy two two you know you know AAA games at sixty seven dollars however much you want to spend and it costs yeah. more th- than a year of that service that's great but the fact of the matter is you own those games and you can and you can resell them on the secondary market or trade them in for something else and people have been ha- and that secondary market has been so ingrained in people's you know uh psyches that this is what we can do i think it's very hard for certain people to to um to give that up because there is yeah. a sense of ownership with with your game like i own this game you know and i can do what i want with it you know and yeah. the fact that you know all the progress in your game you know is is then locked after if you do, if you stop paying it that's the thing because because the thing with netflix is you can watch the movie and then you've watched the movie like the service has done what it's supposed to do and they and in in like a, a a gaming service, you know, if you're playing a game, you know, and and your credit card is denied or you can't pay for the service anymore, that that is lost, you know, in, until you can pay for it again, you know, yeah. that, that is a real like that's a real concern, you know, uh, for for certain people, you know, you no. Know, well, uh, think about when Xbox about- One was originally supposed to come out. I mean, originally there were proposing to just have the disc have a license on it and pretty much once you um can't you know subscribe to the license that basically that disc is worthless that's what model they wanted to do and how'd that go over yeah obviously it didn't go over (laughs) that well so (laughs) come on now now phil spencer did say especially uh, that he thinks the model will open up opportunities especially for single player games 
Well, no, he did state, and then also, um, no, that, that, another that, that, no, 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 and that's 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 the that's the funny thing right there. It opens up it opens up the thing for single player games because because in a single player game you don't eat Xbox Live, like Kevin's saying. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. two things. It's it's ten dollars for for the game for the um for the game pass then another however much seven dollars or whatever whatever dollars so it's like you're into microsoft for not not ten dollars a month actually because if you want to play with your friends that's another fee on top of that you know so they're actually you're actually paying two fees to do this so so the so the actual money there that 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 you're putting out is not ten dollars that that is that is a misconception you know unless unless they're able to bundle it bundle it together i know i was reading something and they said that that if you have the service, you can buy first party games at a discount and you can get the and you can get the um, you can get the DLC and the, and the extra content at, at a discount as well. So th- there's a little bit of sweetening the pot, but I don't think they're going to try to roll Xbox Live and the subscription up into one. And that would be the smart money, in my in my opinion. You know, that would be like be, because it adds value onto this, you know. Than than just oh you get to, you you get to play a game oh okay great I'm playing this game oh I can't sign on that's another fee you know what are you gonna do hook up a you know a, a card reader on your on your on the Xbox now you know, <laughs> you know? oh I I, I want to play Call of Duty up oh, sorry you gotta pay a fee <laughs> okay thank you well, they oh. said that you have to play have to have a Microsoft. Uh, Xbox Live Gold subscription to See? play multiplayer. Uh-uh. So. Yeah, it's a separate fee. Uh-uh. Yeah, come on now, separate fee. There ain't no separate fee to to watch to watch a movie on Netflix. I mean, granted, the fee I guess would be having to buy a television, I guess, but you know, but in that you you have the television or your internet provider, or, and your internet provider. So I guess there's that too. But at the same time, it's just like you know, it's just that. Well, I'm, I'm kind of curious with the bandwidth uh, too on this thing, especially with Comcast, if you have a cap or something like that. Something to keep in mind too, as well. But uh, Ooh, and and and, uh, and and net and net neutrality is you know at, at stake right now. Hmm. You know, is, is Comcast going to charge people more if you have a gaming pass subscription because you're use you 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 might be using much more bandwidth, you know, to stream your games. No, nah, hmm. I think they would extract that money from Microsoft and not from the end user. You know? Why? So, <laughs> Why? Because so, that's why net neutrality kind of works. They kind of like you know get the the hands lined out and the palms, you know, cash dollar dollar, especially if you want that high bandwidth of traffic on there. I know it's what they did with Netflix when they made an agreement a few years ago before net neutrality came yeah. into law. And, 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 and the Joe, if they do that, and yeah. if they do that, that you can kiss that nine ninety nine subscription fee goodbye. <laughs> okay. Fourteen ninety nine on top of the of the Xbox Live gold okay. that you need. I'm, I am going to throw out another Phil Spencer tweet to see if you guys have any reaction to this one. So he says, we have a lot of interest from studios who want to see how our recent announcement plays out. We'll leave with our first party content, but having Xbox Game Pass turn into a model for more, more studios is our goal. That's what they're saying. So they want to have that be a goal to where they're able to add more studios and more uh, content to the games pass on there. So, and so that's why they're leading with their first party, dipping their toe in. You know whether you know Ubisoft, Capcom, and everyone else comes in tow with their you know day one exclusives. I really doubt, especially if they're able to like say Monster Hunter World be able to sell five million within a week. You know, ship five million within a week. 
the amount of that money versus just having these uh, part of a subscription service. But I could see where it could benefit maybe an indie developer or two, especially if the game's on there. And I don't know how much of a cut they get for each download or not, but uh, that's why some games become available on PS Plus and Games with Gold because obviously after they release their game at a certain point, maybe six months, you know, they're able to uh, kind of reap in the money, especially if it's like, you know, just two, three guys in the development group or something like that to be able to at least gain a little money off of this as well. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I can that. see how smaller developers could benefit from that, but the hard sell is going to be to get third-party new content onto Games Pass. And that statement that Phil Spencer said, he's basically telling you that's the that's the end goal. You know, um, I think a lot of uh, another thing I've heard, and we can kind of see the the writing on the wall. I don't think it's going to be as immediate as a lot of people are thinking. I think we've got, I think we've got two console cycles left before Microsoft goes like all digital. Uh, that's just my own personal opinion, my own, you know, looking at the, looking at the, the crystal ball to see what, <laughs> seeing what I think might pop up. Uh, but that's the direction that they're going. And, you know, you'll be able to pick up a smart TV and, you know, have the Xbox app there and you'll be able to connect, you know, connect a hard drive to one of the USB ports in the back of your smart TV and connect a wireless controller. And there's your Xbox. You're playing it directly, downloading it to your to your uh, hard drive and, and playing it through your TV like that. I, I honestly think that's the direction that they're going because, you know, the they're getting spanked. It's like a virtual console then. Yeah, a virtual console. They're getting spanked right now. And I mean, we can, we can, yeah, they're doing good and they're making money. They're drawing revenue. But, you know, when you start saying stuff like, you know, we had the, we had the most prosperous year in the history of this console on a Tuesday uh in a, in, on a rainy on, on a rainy afternoon you know these guys are masters at the marketing spin you know all the companies are you know that's why they pay marketing executives all this money you know you, you, i can compare this to the to the automotive industry you know that's like chevy saying well you know the camaro was outsold by the mustang by 3000 units uh last month but you know, we sold more Camaros than than any Camaro sold in the past sixty years because on, on you know you either winning or you losing. And if your competition is selling so much more, you're losing. And so I just think they're they're rethinking how they've well both companies have rethought how they view a console cycle at least in this generation. Uh, and I think Xbox is rethinking long term what, how are we going to define a console in the future? Like I said, I think there's going to be another, there's going to be an Xbox Two, and I think there's going to be Xbox Three 
with physical media play, you know, playability. But I think after the next two console cycles, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to get out that game and you're going to be able to have access to your Xbox games, uh, which would, which by that time would include new third party releases and everything else that I think that's the, that's what they're pushing for and just be able to play them off your smart TV or whatever device you you so choose your laptop, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, I, I think they're, they're pushing, they're pushing towards that. And, you know, as always, whenever there's, there's changes in technology, it's always the small business that's going to suffer because they're, you know, that's what they're depending on. They're depending on that, that used, that used market, that, person that trades in that call of duty because they're done with it and somebody else who's trying to save a little money uh maybe doesn't live near a best buy or doesn't buy new or doesn't buy new games within that that release window to take advantage of amazon's discount so they go to the mom and pop shop so they can get that same game for a little less money and that's how those companies make their money so i can see why they're been out of shape about it because there there's there's the industry is changing and you know maybe larger companies like GameStop are able to absorb that change and morph and turn with it when we've seen that with some of the things that GameStop has been trying to come up with like you know game rentals and uh you know stuff like that they're big enough to throw things at the wall to see what sticks so that they can evolve with the industry but some of these smaller these smaller stores aren't going to be able to do that so i think that's why maybe you know we're seeing that kickback yeah and you'll probably see where maybe these smaller stores will mainly focus on ps4 or whatever the uh, breadwinner is for their particular store because you know they might be on that quote-unquote razor's edge as far as you know you know being profitable not being profitable possibly closing and i had friends open up a game store before and it just depends as far as what you got coming in and what you got going right back out you know depending on what they're buying and if what they're buying is going to go right back out at a better at a bigger price you know so yeah and i think nintendo and sony are committed to the traditional console formula and so i think there's going to be i don't think neither either nintendo or sony really need to do something like this because sony's making money off their exclusive content yeah Uh, i mean i could see and i i could see nintendo doing something like this for their old for their back catalog stuff uh for n64 and gamecube and you know kind of throwing all that as a subscription service uh but you know i i think sony has made a commitment to the traditional concept of a console and i think they're going their their intent is to stick with it now that will change as people's you know purchasing habits change or you know well i'm not i don't really want to you know they'll have to change with the with with the, the the market whims and just like any other company but i i feel that those two console manufacturers are more are, are are still in the original concept and i'm thankful for that because i'm you know i don't mind digital content 
as, as long as I can get it cheaper than what I can get physical content. And right now, for me personally, that's not the case. You know? So as long as that is the case, I'm always going to pursue physical content when at all possible. I have a question for you, Joe. Um, so you're, you know, and, and people who listen to us know that you buy like like games, you know, that's a misnomer. But you you actually buy physical games. And you yeah. buy indie physical games that have low print runs and shit like that. Yeah. And and you've been playing games for a very long time. More than half like more than half your life. You know, I, I venture to say eighty percent. You know, if you're uh, yeah, I've been playing games since like nineteen eighty, yeah. give or take. Would you want to play your games on a service like this? Like, like, would you, like, would you want to do this? You know, as a, as 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 a as a as a hardcore gamer, you know the 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 uh, the food max of gaming, you know who you know who 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 swaps deals and gets all this stuff. I mean, I mean this don't don't you feel or, or think? I'm not trying to lead you or anything. This would kind of oh, kill that that vibe a little bit, you know, because if everything's a I mean if everything is a a service and you can just, you know, turn on in a whim and binge a game and then blah blah blah, you know, and you don't have to go and get a, you know, get a game or switch a game or do this or do that. You know, what do you like 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 does this does this appeal to you at all? You um know? In a way, I kind of see sometimes uh, me trading stuff back and forth as me, uh, quote unquote, chasing my own tail sometimes. But uh, I could see a value in it, especially for something I know I'm not going to be able to buy something physical, like say if it's an indie title uh, that I know is not going to come out physically. And that's something I, I like, you know, and I could always buy it later on another platform, you know, per se. You know, whether it's the tipping point and this is how things are going to go from that this point on, you know, with all three consoles or between PC and and console. I mean, you look at PC, you know, and the, the, the day of you buying a physical copy of anything is few and far between, you know, on PC anymore to where um, I'm just going to have to take it as it comes. You know, it's something to where uh, if it's a platform I like and a platform I enjoy, and uh, that's the only way I'm able to access that content, then the, that'd be one thing. But, uh, you know, it just depends. So like, you're I willing to as, adapt? I am willing to adapt. Okay. I have adapt, you know. That's, that's that all one, I wanted to know is, like, are you willing to adapt to this? Because it, it is a lot to adapt to. Oh, I know. You know? I mean... Sometimes I, you know, what I've been doing in the past is, is, especially if the game doesn't mean too much to me, like when the new PlayStation Plus games come out for the month, you know, and I get the game for free, I will gladly go and take the physical game I have and trade it right back into GameStop and actually view, view that as a prop, profit transaction, meaning I'm able to take those physical games that I previously own and still will be able to play that same game but at the same time be able to trade the physical disc in and get credit to buy something else. So, and I don't know, a lot, a lot of people don't view PlayStation Plus that way because I don't know if every time that those games for the month get announced, whether, oh, I have that in my back catalog or I have, I have this game, whether you're going to look at trying to trade it in to GameStop or some other place on there. So, And the thing about Games Pass to me, too, is kind of exciting because 
Microsoft's not my first go-to console, you know, it's something to where I could dabble in, like Kevin said, check out like maybe Sea of Thieves on the month of release. Or, you know, if they decide to start funding original content for this thing, and something that is exclusive to Games Pass, now I can see where the value proposition might uh, increase on there. But, uh, you know, Microsoft's not the way to go if I want to get a niche a Japanese title, so I know it's not going to be my end-all, be-all, but I just thought it was interesting to talk about tonight because of the fact that, uh, you know, I could see maybe 15 years down the road that, uh, you know, maybe this is the way things might go, you know, especially since it's gone that way for movies, it's gone that way for music, you know, where it's instead of, uh, you know, where we're going to buy each license and buy each CD individually, uh, that people are just going to go and what they want a la carte out of a big buffet of, of games to select from and kind of go from there. You know, I could see, you know, you know, maybe in the future that that might be a possibility. You know, it just depends on how everything rolls out, you know, advent of Amazon, you know, retail versus, you know, ordering online. You know, there's a lot of different equations into the mix. A lot of people have been predicting GameStop's death for like the last five, 10 years, you know, much less they're still anything in like there. that. They're still in there. They're trying to hang in there with all their little pops and uh, little toys and the other shirts knick-knacks. and hoodies. And- <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. You know, yeah. you know, more power to them because I know a lot of people, you know, are dead set against them. But you know, you know, if you're able to go in there and get a good deal, and you know, God forbid, like um, flip or do whatever you need to do to benefit from this. I mean, it's just. Uh, once that goes away, like, you know, Best Buy used to be the place to go for me because they offered tra- uh, fair trade value. And at least the last year, maybe 18 months, their trade values have gone in the toilet. And so obviously I'm still spending money there, but at the same time, I don't take my trades there either. So, so well, I, I, will... I, I ain't got no problem with GameStop. They bought me an Xbox One and a Switch. No, yeah, okay. So... <laughs> like you know, back, I, back, I ain't mad at him. <laughs> okay. Back around two thousand seven, eight. I mean, you know, out of all the retailers, you know, the hottest place to go buy games was Kmart. For God's sake, you know, at, at one point that Kmart thread on cheap ass gamer was like the place to be because that guy running um, Kmart's games business, this guy named Josh, um, he practically had these like twenty. You know, you had the coupon scheme where you go buy this new game at at uh, Kmart and you get like a twenty dollar coupon for a next purchase, and you're able to keep stacking these coupons on and be able to like you know uh, grab a couple coupons, use them for your next purchase, earn another couple coupons. That's why Best Buy to this day still offers their uh, reward zone certificates with certain games uh, as a promotion each year on that because of what Kmart instigated at that point in time, which is, which is crazy when you think Kmart had any sort of play in the uh, games market at some point, but they did, you know, but that's kind of gone away, you know, cause you know, obviously uh, Sears Roebuck Kmart is uh, on their dying breath on there, but you know, I will go where you, I need to go to grab my deals, you know? So I just thought this was interesting because it could be the beginning of the end or uh, end of a new beginning. It's just like, you know, you know, we'll have to see how everything kind of goes from here, you know. So whether Phil Spencer's going to actually fund, you know, original first party titles through Games Pass. And that's the question. Be able to be nice. 
it'd be nice and you know, see what happens. I mean, I mean, first party Microsoft titles is a good, you know, first step on there. Yeah. And if it allows and if it allows indies to get their, you know, to get their in the their their if it allows indies to get, you know, their stuff done and it allows Microsoft to to make start making original content easier or or whatever, like then that I'm I'm definitely all for it because you, like because if they are actually looking for Netflix as Netflix as a as a uh, source or, or or inspiration, you know that's not that's not a bad thing, you know not not by any stretch of the imagination. I but can imagine. I, see, I don't want them to do seasons for single player. I don't want to start playing, you know, Quantum Break two. And then gotcha. tune in, tune in in next year for part two. You know, oh. leaving me off a cliffhanger. See, because this is the type of thing I, I want a complete game. Yeah. I don't want it piecemealed. I don't want it. And, and remember, Phil was talking about doing something like that before all this game games pass stuff got announced some months before. Talking about when he was throwing shade at Nintendo and Sony for their first party single player focus about how he envisions a time where you know you'll be they'll be able to get more revenue from single single player games by doling it out like episodes mm, see I, I hope they don't do that i don't want them to do that i don't want to buy seasons of single player games i want a complete game if they're going to do this. Yeah. It's like taking chapters from a book and chopping the book up. It doesn't yeah. make sense, you know? So, so, but, uh, we'll see with this. I just thought it was interesting. You know, I think Sony and, and, uh, Nintendo could possibly, and I think the ultimate, uh, implementation of this might possibly be to take your Xbox live and maybe not have like 170 games, but maybe expand games with gold instead of, Having a back catalog library of 150 games, just have instead of you know your games per month, having a rotating catalog of about 10, 15 games or something like that. You know, maybe something that would work, possibly too, where you could you know elevate some indies, throw some games on there for people to play, but at the same time, you know, not exactly uh, replace first-party titles and the splendor of uh, spending 60 bucks on day one for your you know, 40 hour single player masterpieces, that kind of thing, you know? So it could be just a different avenue, especially if they need to raise the price of PlayStation plus or something like that, to have different tiers, maybe to have a, a, a catalog of some sort of back catalog of games of some sort, you know? So. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's all speculation at this point until we actually, until we actually get it done and we get yeah. to, we actually start to see, you know what it what it's going to look like you know? yeah and we'll see i mean they did commit to say that every first party game will come on this so we're just looking at right now crackdown 3 sea of thieves and uh, uh state of decay 2 because those are the only first party games mainline games that are really announced right now from microsoft they don't have anything else cooking in the in the oven that they've announced at least you know there's speculation that they have a new fable in the mix Obviously, you probably think there's a new Gears, of course, uh, near near Halo coming out of some sort on there, but you know maybe possibly an, another Forza Horizon. Oh, but, we know that's coming. I mean, yeah, that's, that's like that's you know that's like you know 
but we're, we want to see. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I want to see Microsoft's Horizon Zero Dawn type titles or Detroit Almost Human or something like that. And they you know, seem to you know, not want to invest as much into first party single player titles for some reason. They just feel like people are going to play through it and go trade it in the GameStop three weeks after the game comes out and be done with it kind of thing, you know, where uh, I know it's a whole other thing in a nutshell, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you've said before, they're, they're risk adverse. They're, 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 they're not, you know, they're not as willing to let a developer develop in their own time, you know, Sony may be in some cases to a fault. If you think about uh, Last Guardian, gives their developers all the time in the world, and the end result is critic critically acclaimed games. Does that always result in super huge sales? Not always. You know, yeah, there's always some, you know, bombs too. There's bombs, you know, yeah. but for the most part, their first party has been has been received well critically. And, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn was a success. But, you know, for whatever reason, and, and I, you know, that's why I say, you know, um, oh gosh, I was just about to say his name. Uh uh, the dude, the 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 original head of Xbox on the original for the original console, um, all uh, Jay Allard, oh, Jay okay. Allard was the man. He was pushing original, exclusive content, and talk you know talking about where they wanted to take that platform. That is just missing right now on the X on on Xbox and. You know, it, it it's unfortunate. So if Games Pass is the ticket to get back to what Xbox used to be back in the day, you know, I'm all for it because yeah. I want to see content. I want I want this this console on my entertainment system to be justified as other than just a way to communicate with my nephew. Because right now, that's that's really all it is. You know, did I pay for it? No. I, I don't I don't feel I don't I'm not out of anything. I didn't spend money on it, but it's just sitting there as a, as a, as a telephone that can play games, basically. Yeah. You know, you know, I, my my nephew's on Destiny. Hey, I'll jump in there and play with you. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, how was school? Yeah, you know, I, I got I got Destiny on PS4. You know. And my my character is at three, almost to three thirty. Well, is that three thirty two now with my highest gear on? And my my Titan on the Xbox One is is like in in the in the one nineties. Because I only play it when he's on. Well, I only play it when he's on. So I just I just need to have some justification there. But you know, we'll see. You know, hopefully oh. this will work out for him. We'll see. There's been rumors too of them buying EA, and I just kind of laugh. About yeah, that, I'm well. sure. I'm not. I'm not. Sure. I'm not buying that. <laughs> that's that's all I can say. Sure. That's, <laughs> that, that's it. 
cost them a nice little uh, hot uh, three hundred billion dollars. Sure. So, so they'll they'll spend three hundred billion, but they won't fund scale bound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the man has a point. I mean, come on now. It ain't that That's hard. why they call the rumor. That's why they call the rumor. Nick so. could easily, you know, instead of spending three hundred million dollars on uh, EA, is it million or billion? Let's, I, I don't would, know how much. I don't, I don't know how much they're worth either. So just it's like, rates right. them almost a billion dollars, over a billion dollars in revenue, right? Uh, about thirty-five billion dollars is what they're worth. Uh, if they were give or take that. a give or take a billion. Yeah. Yeah, give or take a billion. <laughs> that just seems kind of low for EA, considering how much revenue you know their FIFA generates for them. You know, on top of Madden, on top of you know all the other stuff. Well, that- they they spend almost three billion dollars to buy Mojang, so you know they get that Minecraft in their uh, window. I get mean, that Minecraft money. That's like times ten if they decide to buy EA, but you know. You know, what are they going to do with that? Because EA makes their money because they're a multi-platform. You know, they're on Xbox, they're on PlayStation, they're on PC, they're on Nintendo, you know. So, are they going to, like, steer them in all to just Xbox and try to profit off that way? You know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right? Mm. It's, it's all it's all fan fiction at the moment. I mean, we'll have to see if it comes to fruition. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Things Things are always rumored, you know, those rumors. About you know someone buying Capcom or something you know too so mm. so I but again for me personally um, I, I have to take a wait and see attitude because I was not I'm, I was not an early adopter for Netflix and now I have it and I watch shit on it all the time you know so it's like will this pick up only time will tell you know but again. Xbox, Xbox just has to stay with it. They have to stay with it. They have to give love to it. They have to up its value um, and show that it's sh- show people, you know, that that, you know, hey, this is something that you want. You know, this is something this is something that you want. It's something that you cannot do without, you know, can they do that? I'm not so sure at the moment. I really am not so sure. Well, I think we had we chopped that up pretty good. Yeah, we did. That and, was a good uh, conversation. It was a good conversation. So, listeners, if you have anything that you'd like to share with regards to our uh, viewpoints, share your own viewpoints uh, with us regarding Game Pass, be sure to drop us a line at gamingvessels at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts and how you feel about Game Pass. Is this something that you'd like to see on other platforms? Uh, you think it's good for gaming? Is it a game changer? Is it something that you're you're not not feeling kind of uncertain about? So be sure to let us know. Drop us an email. Let you know. What, let us know what you think. So coming up next, we have some late entrants for our contest, and we're going to jump into those right now. So we have some uh, entrants for our. Uh, for our contest giveaway. And uh, we've got Chalfy, uh, who's at that Chalfy. He is one of the co-hosts from Games We Don't Play, a very good, uh, funny family-slash-gaming podcast that he does. So I encourage you all to check that out. And he writes in telling us what he's looking forward to in 2018. 
I am looking forward to The Last of Us 2, Red Dead 2, Bayonetta 3, Honorable Mention for God of War. Well, um, we don't really know if Last of Us 2 is going to be out this year. I, 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 I kind of doubt it. <laughs> I'm 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 yeah. in the I'm in the camp that uh Last of Us 2 is going to be like the last slash the last hurrah slash entrance of the next generation of PlayStation title mm-hmm. kind of like what the original Last of Us one I don't think I, I'm so just I, not, I'm, I'm not gonna, convinced it's coming this year uh, I think probably spring 2019 so that's my guess I figured Days Gone would probably come out sometime in the fall, maybe, and then you know let Last of Us Two come out uh, sometime in spring. So, yeah, I would be really. I, I'm thinking it's going to be. That's just how I feel. One of those. It's going to be like that end of the generation, start of the new. Uh, that's just what I feel because uh, I think Naughty Dog is going to take their. Good sweet time because remember because I, and the reason I say that is because uh, Druckmann uh, from PSX two years ago um, was talking about how you know they really were at a loss of what to do with a sequel to this game and I think they're really pushing pushing they're draining they're they're draining the brain trust. And making sure that that gameplay is on point, making sure that narrative is on point. So I don't think they're there's they're, I don't see them coming coming out with that, uh, bringing that game. I'd be really surprised if if it if it came out any sooner than you know 2019. I'd I'd even go maybe as far as 2020 maybe. Mm, uh, wow, that's just me. That's just me. I don't okay. think so, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't think so. this is a Kojima situation. So, <laughs> no, I mean it's not. Uh, not that it's a Kojima. I just think that these guys at at Naughty Dog are just on a level where they're and they're and they and their Sony has given them such a long leash to make sure that they're not going to release this game until they're happy with it, until they're satisfied with it. And I think they've got they they're putting. The pressure is going to be on them for Last of Us 2 to surpass what they did with that first game. And I just, my own personal opinion, I think they're just going to take their own sweet time with it. Um, make sure all the all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. <clears throat> but we'll see. And we also have Larry, the Prince of OFR, Blue Man Rule, with his entrance says I'm looking forward to DF, DBFZ Dragon Ball Fighters God of War and Ori all games look great and get my hype level over 9000 yes <laughs> yes thank uh, you thank you sir for I'm I'm glad I'm not the only one that throws out Dragon Ball quotes for <laughs> like that so thank you to Larry and Chaffee for sending in those entrants Sorry we weren't able to hit you up on last uh, episode, but uh, still wanted to throw that in there because we don't want to think that we forgot about you. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that, I'm going to slide into our playlist. So, Dez, what you been playing this week, man? Like you got to ask. Come on now. 
ever since Monster Hunter World has 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 infected me, uh, that's what I've been playing. I I eat, sleep, you know, drink Destiny. No, not Destiny. Sorry, I used to. Um, <laughs> Monster Hunter. Just I've uh, I, I love it. I think the game is amazing. I like the grind. I like the monsters. I like the palicos. I like the uh, you know being able to fight with different people. And just I like I like everything about the game. The game looks stunning. The combos are fluid. The story is interesting. Uh, and yeah, I'm just taking my sweet time with it too. I know some some of my friends are like pushing pushing to high rank and stuff like that and i'm just taking my time i'm collecting my armor sets i'm farming my monsters i'm collecting my stuff i'm running around and admiring the world it's just it's just a great game this is a great game um yeah. uh I, and it's weird though because like i went online about all the dlc for it too you know i just i literally it's like it was it was make mine monster hunter you know <laughs> I, was, I, I was feeling it i was feeling it you know okay i got a i got a question Des. Sure. um okay i'm i'm a switch axe fan sure i play it, I it play switch is is there a way to get multiple switch axes with different uh elements with, with different elements yeah. attached to them because when i tried to do it like I have I have one switch axe that's got that's the the that's got the great Jagra uh, scales on it, so it's got this elect. I don't know. I, I think it's electrical power, mm-hmm. but I wanted to have another switch axe with the fire element, and what of what whatever other elements are going to be available because I haven't unlocked all of them. But when I purchased another standard switch axe and tried to upgrade it. Mm-hmm. I the I was stuck at the one that I had equipped, and when I tried to, to un, when I unequipped it, and went back to the switch axe, I could only select the one that I had upgraded. So, is there a way to get multiple? Yeah, yeah. I have, How do you um, do that? Um, I, I think what what happens is is that's the thing. You can only upgrade or downgrade one um, one item. You know, upgrade okay. it. You can go up the list or down the list. So if you want a separate one, you have to craft a whole new one. You know, and then you can take that up the list, list, and then down the list, and then it's stored in your, um, and then it's stored in your, um, in your, in your chest. So you just have to make sure you're you're equipping the right one. And and another thing is is you. What I found is really interesting because at first I was like, oh damn, you know, these these weapon trees are really limited. You know, these armor trees are limited. What's going on, right? And then I realized, oh, I get it. So you have to – it starts off slow because you literally have to kill what you could make the parts for. So it's funny. So so like if you go – like I had no I had no Anjanath parts and so you had to go and and kill an Anjanath, you know, to, to, to be able to start having its set. Um, and Anjanath is fire. You know, it's a, it's a fire base. So, so if you start – if you want a weapon that's you know that does fire damage, you'd have to farm an Anjanath, you know. And yeah, and you can you can change them. It just uh, you you just gotta make a, you know the new one and then and then change it as you as you go. Um, and just, yeah, and, and I, just I did that though. I, at least I think I did. Yeah, but you, I you gotta pay special. I wasn't to able to is. select the one. I was I was stuck at the 
the the switch axe that that I had upgraded to the 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 great Jagra, uh, with the electrical effect. Yeah. So I'll have to. Yeah, just and that was the thing. Uh, the one thing about Monster Hunter, which is which is weird, is is and this is not a knock against it because I still love the game. It's not as user friendly as 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 you would imagine. You know, you really have to kind of. You know, have been a a bit of a, a a Monster Hunter player before in order to in order to kind of get it, um, and that's not that's not for everything. You know, there's certain things that you can you can look at it and you're like, oh, okay, I get that. You know, but there's other things that I'm just like, what? Like the new like the new um, the new charm system and 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 the armor system and knowing that that the armor list will grow the uh the the weapon trees will grow all the stuff will grow uh once you start killing more monsters so and it's like it is and it being a and, and and the reasoning why they called it you know monster hunter world is because you're on a whole new a whole new continent and and exploring it so there's this sense of wonder that that is added to it and and even though the voices aren't that bad and then the people that you meet are kind of cool your palico is awesome. The fact that yeah. you did, the fact that you can make your own palico is is just insane. I absolutely um, love this game, and I play it all the time. And um, it's just so easy to play the SOS functions. You know, shooting you know shooting the the SOS to get people to help you out. I, I think that works better than actually waiting for people to to to, to join your quest. You know, because then people can opt in and out if if they want, and and like seriously, every SOS that I've sent up, I've had at least at least four, you know, three people show up, and it become a it become like a real like you know monster hunter stuff. And you can send your cards, your guild cards, to anyone you want, and you know anyone you it, it tracks everyone that you've played with, and then at the end of the night, you can just send your guild card to all of them. You know, not all accept, which is fine. You know, I don't care. You know, sorry, but, are you in in chat with these people that you send the you SOS can. up to? No, 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 no. The, 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 they just check a board and it shows what's what SOSs are are there, and people can join oh. it. They can see what 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 adventure it is, and then they just join it. You know, some people are just into you know helping other people out, or just or just or just slaying whatever you're slaying and and stuff. So yeah, what I do is I don't even I don't even wait for people to join. You know, in the in the hub area, I just. I just go onto the quest, immediately shoot up a flare, go do go about my business, and if they show up, they're cool. If they don't, that's fine too, you know, <laughs> you know. But that's the one thing you have to watch out for because uh, for, for my understanding is that when you when you um, flare. when you have one person, like the, the the difficulty of the monster is scaled down. But if you add even a single person, the monster ramps up to if it was four players. So mm-hmm. it does it does get harder. So, but regardless, I am having uh, a ton of fun with this game. I trust. I, I suggest that if you have not played this game, uh, pick it up because it is so good and it's just worth your time. Like I've and and it sold five million copies. You know, and it's so it's it's. People have resonated with it, and it's great. So, definitely uh, take the time and play it. It is amazing, and I keep wanting to get you know uh, Joe Fongul to to play it, Mister, you know, Mister Maximize Your Gaming Dollar. But but he, he he's been he's been sick, so I was like ah, so I can't really, you know, I can't really be like you know 
damn it, Joe, because he's sick, you know. So I've been trying to be very nice to him about it. And I, I have started the game, actually. I started yesterday. So if you really want to play with someone, you can play with my wife. My wife is like maybe about 15 to 20 hours in. So she is going all whole hog. She's, She's playing ham. right now. She's going ham on it? Oh, split. Yeah, whole ham. Good. Jumping it down. Probably bring her on the show. She'd be able to talk more about it than I would. So at this point, <laughs> so. yeah, you, you, but you were sick though, so I can't, I can't give you too much grief for it. No, so. well, you know, during my sickness, I did try to play Destiny. I think on Friday, and literally, I was playing Crucible. I was getting dizzy going through the levels, like because that's how I have a head cold, and so it kind of almost gave me almost like a vertigo type feeling in a way. But I was still grinding it out Friday night, just uh, playing some Crucible anyway. So. But uh, so, what have you been playing, Joe? Uh, or, or was that your playlist? <laughs> oh no! Um, when I was sick, um, my comfort food was laying in bed and playing 3DS. I don't know why I didn't grab my Switch, but uh, I went back to one of my uh, last year's games of the year, Dragon Quest VIII, on the 3DS. I still don't have That's that great. beaten that game, so pretty much I'm about, like I said, about 35 to 40 hours into it. And my gameplay at work is unsatisfactory to me right now where I'm at in the game because I'm exploring this, like, I just got the ship not too long ago and uh, I'm exploring the world a little bit more and especially doing that and then getting that whole macro exploration going on in 15-minute chunks at a time is not doing it. I think laying in bed, trying to recoup relaxing and you know, playing 3ds was something that i hit that sweet spot you know over the weekend it was nothing too uh taxing as far as you know uh gameplay wise or anything like that you know just menu based uh japanese rpg combat so um in fact there was at a point where i just felt i want to go lay in bed and play dragon quest for god's sake instead of going and playing Monster Hunter World or Destiny 2 or anything like that. So, Well, you were tired, so I, I definitely say you didn't know what you were doing or thinking, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, you know, it's just the point of, of if, not, you know, when, not if. Yeah, so I, I as far as Monster little, Hunter World is concerned. So, so I, I, can't, I can't front you on that, you know. Yeah. It's nothing as a, a slight to Monster Hunter World because the game is, uh, from all what I've seen, Everything that uh, I've been wanting, you've been wanting, and, you know, hell, it's introduced a lot of new people to the franchise, too. So, um, you know, our winner of our contest last week, Scorpion, um, he's enjoying the game quite a bit. Uh, he got his code, and everything's all hunky-dory with him, too. So a lot of people out there, and they're kind of, you know, trying it out for the first time and getting to see the franchise for the first time. And to me, that's like we talked about last episode where you know i've been invested in this franchise since 2004 for god's sake you know so um it's great to see that people are getting the taste taste the satisfaction in the formula of monster hunter on there i know my wife's been playing with the surgeon fire of all people quite a bit this week so so she's been going at it so but uh that's been my week in gaming. I could throw my deals in. Um, Walmart had some uh, game deals I was chasing down, and some kind of fell through my hands. But uh, they had some games up for sale for three cents each. So, oh my up, goodness! I know, ridiculous. You know, you know all this uh, back catalog Wii stuff. 
and unfortunately, I didn't get like the more of the tentpole type stuff. Like I know that Kirby Kirby Epic Yarn for three cents, or Metroid Other M, which I don't know was worth three cents, but they did have it for three cents. Uh, <laughs> stuff Great. like Sin and Sin and Punishment, uh, Fortune Street, you know. Some 3DS stuff like Legend of Korra, you know, Spirit Camera. Uh, I picked up Samurai Warriors 3 for three cents. So, I mean, God. <laughs> nice. Got, got some good deals, but uh, yeah, it's pretty much been my week. So, okay. how about you, Kevin? Well, for me, uh, also the Monster Hunter. Really digging that game. Uh, still getting used to. I've been I've been running solo, with the exception of uh, when. Uh, I played with you, Des, and Damon. So I've been just trying to just kind of grinding things out as much as I feel comfortable with before going on to that next uh, story level. Yeah, that's kind of sort of the way I'm. I kind of I want to play it. I want to, uh, you know, see how far I can push my my weapons and my armor upgrades. You know, at each in in each zone that opens up before going on to that next, you know, the next chapter. Uh, and, and kind of seeing how well that plays, because I've opened up the, um, what do they call it, the, the Mudlands mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, swamp area. Yeah. And I, I hunt, I, <laughs> it was, I, I tell you, between the switch axe and the, uh, the iron, what do they call it, the iron. Um, Talk about the great sword iron assault. sword. Okay. No, no, I, I use the switch axe. Uh, I don't use the long sword. I haven't tried the long sword yet. Yeah, you use the switch axe main only, right? Yeah, uh, I'm a switch axe, and I use the iron assault, the heavy that heavy bow gun. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I love that thing, man. I was fighting the um, uh, that brumac looking thing that was that's got the hardened mud on that ridge around. Oh, his head. Uh, the barrel off. The barrel off, yeah. I I fought that using my uh, my heavy bow gun, and and that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> it came down to either me or him because uh, I had was I I I was fidgeting with my uh, with with my options. I need to figure out how to utilize to get that uh, uh, quick kind of put those, some items on your digital pen. I haven't figured out how to do that yet, so I'm scrolling left to right trying to get my potion and he's like on the far end of this marsh you know you know and we've been playing ring around the rosy by this by the kind of like this rock formation some kind of way he wound up on the other side of the marsh i'm fidgeting trying to get my uh, <laughs> my potion up and fortunately for me i had my special ammo loaded into the into the iron assault and this dude is charging, and I'm like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> and I lay into him with that uh, with that special arm. That 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 it, it, it it's almost like it kind of reminds me of a Metal Slug's heavy machine gun, the way it shoots. And I dropped him just before he he ran into me. See, so like, that was it's one like of those moments uh, like that. That just yeah. Ugh, yeah, it was so good. It's just like ah, this game. Just, it's like ah, the game it's that just keeps me. On <laughs> One or the other, and I dropped it. That was just really fun. I I wish I would have posted it. I wish I would have posted it on uh, on Twitter because that was pretty epic. But been playing that at work. 
I've been playing River City Rival Showdown, which is the newest 3DS Kunio Kun game. Um, I like it. I don't like it as much as Tokyo Rumble so far. Uh, it's kind of like an open world, kind of like a uh, River City uh, River City Ransom, or, or I mean a. a, a the one on PC, kind of like a light version of that. But it's, I, I don't know. It, it, it's like um, there's no, like, consequence for anything that you do. You know, you just go around from in, in the city. It has day and night sequences, and some activities are open at night, and some activities are only available during the day. And you gotta meet these people because there's this group of these group of delinquents that are taking over all the schools in the area. And you just kind of bounce around from one section to the other in this, you know, kind of this open world uh uh map, trying to meet people at certain times, and you fight all these 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 people for no real reason other than just to build your character up. Uh, Tokyo Rumble had a, had a story. There was a reason why you were fighting these other kids, these other dudes that you just like running into. It just says fight, and you you want to fight them because that's how you build your character up. You know, so far I haven't been able to bring somebody along. It's just I don't know. It's just right now something is kind of missing. So I'm still gonna play it. I'm still gonna finish it because I, I I I like Kunio Kun games, but. Uh, right now, the better is uh, Tokyo Rumble. But um, the other game I've been playing, uh, was kind of switching between the two, is Project X Zone, also for 3DS. Um, the Capcom uh, Namco crossover madness is still is still going on. I'm still really digging that story. Still is crazy. I met Dante in. Uh, in this uh, castle that I have to uh, investigate, and uh, he's he's getting ready to join my team. So, <laughs> you know, just this mashup of of bizarreness is, is just going on in Project X Zone, and I, and I'm really digging it. Uh, the other game I've been playing is Dragon Ball Fighters, and uh yeah i saw you playing that how how is that oh, I, I was man. sad you were cheating on monster hunter but i was like okay, i know it's a new I game know. i'll give him that give him benefit of the doubt. so how, how was that it is freaking phenomenal i mean it this is this is the dragon ball game that i don't know i don't know if you ever played any of the ones for like the super nintendo that were kind of like that uh pseudo they weren't pseudo. They were 2D games. Yeah, I, I played at Joe's house on his Game Doctor. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember him putting in those uh, in those floppy di- or those 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 hard disks, and he's like, "We're gonna play. <laughs> we're gonna play uh, Dragon Ball Z or two something other. <laughs> it's all in Japanese and shit." And I'm like, "Hey, cool." Yeah, Joe was a straight up bootlegger. I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> yeah, this game is the. It, it, it's it's kind of reminiscent of that just way way obviously way 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 better but it, it kind of reminds me of those super nintendo 2d fighters from the from the dragon ball uh imports i had one of them 
some it's it I still got it it's somewhere in my in in my room at, at at my mom's house. I just have to dig for it, but oh, it is phenomenal. It is freaking phenomenal. The 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 it is one of those games that it is truly as deep as you want it to get. People are discovering new tech or well, discovering tech is not new, quote because the game just came out. But they're discovering tech with different characters every day. And I've been kind of addicted to the YouTube streams, you know, learning how to get the most out of the characters that I'm going to be maining in the game. So all of my time has been spent in the lab. The it, it is really casual friendly. Like you can mash light or medium or heavy. And if you land successive hits by doing that, you're going to do something fancy. But there is just so much more to the to this easy system where you can people are are getting like these ridiculous uh, combo these combo chains going on where you're doing going in from a level one. If you can knock somebody high enough into the air, you're going from a level one super finishing them off on the ground with a level three, you know, there's just so much to it that it's just, it, it, it this, this is going to be my, I feel kind of bad for starting trying to get into, to blaze blue right now because blaze blue ain't going to see me at all. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's all, it's all when it, when it, when it's fight time, it's Dragon Ball. Uh, it, that's that's just the way it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. I, I I to be honest, I don't even know if I'm gonna be all that eager to jump into Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle because the the DLC situation that everybody is is blowing a gasket over. I don't like it, but I don't mind it. You know, it's not gonna keep me from getting the game, but but. All my fight time is just going to be focused around DBZ for right now. So I may be putting that game. It's going to be on the back burner once it comes out. And it's supposed to be coming out uh, end of February, maybe March. I can't remember which, but I, I, I'm going to be in. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to be throwing Kamehameha's. That's, that's just the, the yeah. that's all there is to it. It is fantastic, and when they the attention to detail, when you see these supers going, when you see these characters presented on the screen, if you read any of the uh, the multitude of uh, of uh, critiques of the game that are applauding the attention to detail, all of that is true. <clears throat> it looks like you're playing the anime. And uh, before th- before this game, the game the Dragon Ball games that reminded me of the anime the most was Budokai, um, the Budokai series on on the PlayStation Two, and it 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 just takes that and just amps it all the way up to eleven or twelve or fifteen or thirty, how whatever you want to say. It's almost frame for frame like you're looking at a top quality anime high production value dragon ball anime in in everything that you do and it is just absolutely phenomenal 
if you don't like fighting games but like Dragon Ball, I say get it anyway because the fighting system is very adaptable. It's very new new fighting game player friendly and you're going to be doing something cool just by mashing the buttons, but there's a there is a great level of depth in that in that uh, in those mechanics. So Yeah, it, Joe, it did you pick it up? Awesome. No, are I you, did not pick it up. Oh, I mean, I mean, are you planning on getting it? Uh, maybe in the future, but uh, right now my fighting game focus is I did buy Street Fighter V Arcade Edition and uh, uh, Evo Japan this weekend was phenomenal. Just watching all the entrance between Tekken 7, uh, Blaze Blue, of course, uh, Guilty Gear, Exert, uh the second, and uh, Street Fighter V, and so... I'm not a big Dragon Ball fan. I didn't watch the anime. I like I watched the original Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z on there. So, you know, it's something to where I was waiting to hear impressions and reviews and whatnot, and it's something I might pick up later, maybe on a deal kind of thing. So uh, if, if you get it, Desmond, and I might think maybe to get it if we're going to play multiplayer or whatnot, you know, online that kind of thing but with between street fighter 5 and and under night under night in birth uh coming out the latest version of that that's coming out in early february names i know (laughs) names oh lord i know so yeah um you know i haven't really been tempted either um i mean if i win it for free maybe one thing if i get it for 20 bucks 25 bucks maybe i'll pick it up you know uh, we'll see see how it works out you know kind of thing i'm glad that kevin's enjoying it though for sure so was there yeah. any issue kevin as far as defining online rooms i know i was listening to one other podcast and we were talking about that they didn't like the interface as far as uh you know because i guess you have a like a little animated like uh super deformed dragon ball character that you're going into different lobbies i think what they said to do with the different um game types or whatnot is that how it works or yeah that, that, that is really the only critique that i would have about it because you're it's one of there isn't an offline mode you're always online so the first thing that you do when you when you power up is it's going to throw you into a server whether you're in the lab whether you're going through story mode whether you're doing anything anything everything associated with the game is online now you don't you're not at the you know the beck and call of a of another player jumping in and fighting you but you're still attached and it would have been better if they would have kept the single player offline and kept the multiplayer online because like when i when i first started the game i was bumped out of two servers just just trying to start it just trying to find a place to, to you know to fit me in and i was just wanting to go and jump into the lab and try some things out. But that is really the only problem that I've had. I haven't gone online to fight anybody. Uh, I have heard that there are some issues with uh, just finding a game. Uh, some people have said that they've been booted. Uh, so, And um, <clears throat> I know uh, Arc, Sys, Arc, uh, Arc System Works has said that they are aware of the problem and they're trying to address it. I think a lot of that could have been avoided if they would just separated uh, the online aspects of the game from the single player aspects of the game. That would have been a whole lot better. But 
you know, just it is just it's just really good. I've I'm going to be gushing and mushing about this game for for quite a while. Um, a lot of depth as a Dragon Ball fanatic. Uh, it is everything that was promised. It is everything that was promised. So definitely an awesome awesome game. But <clears throat> well, I could gush on about Dragon Ball for the next hour. <laughs> yes, so you could, I will spare you folks. <laughs> I will spare you folks that misery, and uh, we're going to go into some a bit of our news with our extra, extra news section. So, Joe, why don't you hit them up with them nuggets, bro? News nuggets, I mean, that, that, that could be <laughs> something that is, that is not. Giggity, giggity. Giggity? Of course. Giggity. Well, uh, our news, we're going to kind of go through a little bit quicker than usual. Um, you know, we want to make sure to cover everything that kind of interest us this week on here. And uh, the first couple of uh, things we want to talk about is uh, something that Capcom announced during the um, EVO Japan coverage on there. So um, they have a crossover that they're planning on doing with Street Fighter. And so... Uh, between Street Fighter and Monster Hunter World. And so uh, Capcom has announced that Ryu and Sakura from Street Fighter V will be releases available. Looks for the players in Monster Hunter World on there. So uh, the game will receive crossover content from Street Fighter V on there. You'll be able to transform your characters in Ryu and Sakura on there. Uh, Players will be able to earn armor that provides the look via event quest. It will give the character the look and voice of the related character. Uh, owning Street Fighter V in your uh, catalog will also provide early access to the quest on there. Uh, Ryo is going to be released in February, where Sakura will launch sometime down the line. Um, more information about this crossover will come at a later date. There is some uh, movies out there as far as some footage. Uh, I know Ryu, I think, has a, a hammer of some sort on there. So, And so we'll have to see so as far silly. as... What is in the video on there and kind of see how everything crosses over from there. But uh, then on the other side of the fence here in uh, Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, um, there are going to be uh, various Monster Hunter World costumes available as well on there. So they showed, I think, three different costumes on there. Uh, They had a Rathalos armor for Ken. Uh, Ibuki had a Kirin armor costume, and then the third wasn't showcased at the Evo, but it's a Zenogre armor for Armika on there. So players will be able to earn these costumes in-game. You'll need to pass four challenges over four weeks for each costume in the game's extra battle mode on there. Um, They're going to be released, I believe, same time as the content coming over in Monster Hunter World. It's going to be around February where this is going to come about on there. So so that as long as you own Street Fighter V, they'll be attainable via in-game event quest on there. They're one-piece armor sets, and they cannot be mixed with other sets. So I'm going to have there. to borrow yours then. Yep. Because <laughs> I do not have pick, it. Or red pick box up it. A <laughs> cheap, cheap copy. Street Fighter V used. You could pick it up at GameStop literally for like under 20 bucks on there. You don't necessarily need to pick up the uh, 
um, latest, greatest version at all or anything like that on this. So, but uh, we'll uh, see. Are you interested in this at all, Kevin? I mean, I know uh, Street Fighter Five is not exactly your cup of tea per se, but uh, you're interested in bringing uh, Ryu and uh, Sakura into at least Monster Hunter World, at least. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, but I like the the tying in of franchises that they're doing, so I, I think that's neat. Um, is it now? Is this going to be free content? Free content, yeah, yeah. That's okay. that's what I love about it. It's free. Yeah. Like it's just free. like the Horizon Zero Dawn stuff that's in there currently right now. There are event quests for that that you could obtain the uh, armor set to make your character look like a Loy from uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. No, that's so. not out yet. Not out yet. I no, it's just available. The only, no, it's not available. The only thing that's available right now is to make your Palico look like a. Um, a uh, like a robot, one of the one of the robot monsters. Oh, the seek, yeah, the alarm, the, yeah, the, the, alarm the watchers, robots, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, uh, Aloy isn't isn't there yet. Oh, that's crazy because I I saw a lot of online facts and um like YouTube videos talking nope. about how to obtain the armor. So nope, is there's lying. They lying. It's lying. The only thing you can do now is do the um, unless it's different in Japan, you know, um, because I know they're doing an event right now in Japan with um, with uh, with uh, I think it's Japanese. It's a movie studio that they're doing. They're doing it now. You can get a special sword, but it's only available in um, in Japan. Um, and so what people are doing, it's great. So you have to have a Japanese um, PS4. You know, Pro PS or PS4 Pro to to get access to it, but if you if you post it, or, or you can, but but people from anywhere can basically join the uh, the the event quest. So it's great. So if someone in Japan, you know, posts it up, you can join them and then get what you need. So it's really funny. Like so, Americans can't initiate it, but but we can join people from Japan or Taiwan or or, or people who have access to it. We can join them and do it. It's really funny, you know. I was just like, "Oh, okay, cool." But the problem with that is, I spent like I want to say a good thirty minutes, you know, uh, trying to find someone that had that information that, that 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 was doing that, and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't find anyone. So it's like me. So so that's kind of poopy. But yeah, I'm really excited for um, for for different you know monster hunter things, whether it's you know. You know, whether I don't know, I just I just love it. I just love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, good deal. Glad to see that they're they're supporting the game. And I'll bet you anything. You know, we'll talk about more Monster Hunter free content down the road for Monster Hunter World as oh, well. Oh, most so, definitely. Yeah. Uh, next set of news stories I want to talk about is talking about more independent games that kind of saw this uh, past week. Uh, one game. Is an older game. It actually was released on PlayStation Plus back in 2014, and also on PC called Mercenary Kings. On there, um, it kind of plays like a combination, if you can imagine, between Metal Slug and Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. On there, where you're good able game. To, I haven't played it actually. It's you really? Oh, it's a fun backlog. game. You really should. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. 
Okay, but you might have something more to look at because they are doing a reloaded version of the game, which will be out on February 6th, as long as you have the game downloaded on there. um, It will be updated for both uh, PC and PlayStation 4. They're also releasing it physical for the Switch, which is going to be published by Limited Run Games on there. Um, Basically, what's changed in the reloaded edition um, it will basically add two new characters to the game and um, an Olympian fighter Frigg and a robot uh, Caesar, 20 new weapons to craft, and a new steel soldier mission on there as well. So, I think, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So they uh, made a lot of quote-unquote quality of life improvements for the game, including the ability to buy materials, uh, mission reward preview menus, and displaying all objectives on the minimap and tips being given during loading times as well so uh, everything will be out though on february 6th the updates will be updated for both pc ps4 um also on the playstation vita uh xbox one and nintendo switch uh coming out on february 9th on there i believe it's new for the xbox one and the switch which uh, they'll get that updated version as well on there, so I, I, I like tribute games a lot. They're a smaller indie, indie studio, but uh, they've done games like uh, Flint Hook, and uh, they always release good action arcadey type of games. And it just kind of uh, kind of speaks to me, you know, it's good stuff. So, yeah, I kind of feel sad that I never checked out Mercenary Kings when it first came out. So, it might be something where I'm gonna take from it's my definitely deep in it. my back, deep in my backlog and see what's up. Kevin, do you ever remember this game, or did you ever download it when it was on PS Plus? Or I tried it, and I don't. I think I was expecting it uh, to be like uh, Bro Force, yeah. And it wasn't like Bro Force, and I probably didn't give it enough time to really try to see if it would gel with me. So I kind of tried it for a little bit. And I said, Nah, I'm not feeling this. So gotcha. <clears throat> I oh, I couldn't figure out how to the craft the crafting thing was a little off-putting um because i got i went i completed a mission i got a whole bunch of stuff but it said i well you can craft weapons and it's like okay well i went to that menu and for whatever reason i i couldn't get get the weapon that i thought i should be able to put together together and so i was just like yeah but i was looking for another bro force and it's not quite in that vein gotcha Okay, another news this week uh, that just passed on here. Um, another indie title has been announced for consoles. Uh, this is Motion Twins Dead Cells on there. Now, if you haven't heard of this game, this game's been in early access on PC on Steam uh, for this back in 2017, and it's gotten rave reviews on there. It's a um, roguelite Metroidvania action platformer, the 2D um platforming and the graphics and the fidelity in it uh people love it uh, if you look on steam it literally has like almost a, a 10 out of 10 rating from the community on there and they've been uh throughout the year updating it and keep updating it to get to the final version of the game on there and uh you know it's definitely a something to where they want to kind of work the game through its early access and get it available so that they're going to be able to release it on consoles so they have announced that it's going to be released for uh the nintendo switch the ps4 and the xbox one in 2018 they don't have a release date yet 
on there, but uh, they're wanting to know that they are working on console versions of this game. Um, the game has sold over 600,000 copies already on PC on there, so on early access, so kind of shows the power of early access and to be able to get people involved with your game and that kind of thing, so I'm definitely looking forward to this. On there is one of the couple of games on the Steam that's uh, kind of been exclusive to that side of the fence where uh, you're going to see ports of both this game and also uh, Team Cherry's Hollow Knight, which I don't know if you guys have checked out, but uh, excellent like game in the vein of uh, Shovel Knight on there. So um, we'll have to take a look on there. Because this Metroidvania, the what Dead Cells brings to the table is that uh, there's a little bit of sprinkling of uh, a Dark Souls-influenced gameplay to the 2D style. So, so. Any interest, you guys? Have you checked out this game or heard of this game before? I have heard of it, but I have not seen any gameplay of it yet. Gotcha. Uh, same, you know, with Kevin. Seems interesting, you know, but I really, that's about it. Yeah, I'll let you guys know. I picked it up on Steam, but uh, like I was telling Kevin before the show, I haven't really powered up my gaming PC in quite a bit of time, so... Me need to get, need to get to my uh, my backlog board and update that damn thing. You know, uh, I know Desmond. You laugh at it every time you come in because it, like it, it's been updated to September two thousand fourteen or fifteen <laughs> when Destiny one came out, and after that, it never got updated again. So I have no idea what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> yeah, I no never, idea. I, I never say you know things like that to you. Never. Oh, never ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, another game I know that you enjoyed, Desmond, got a physical uh, version announced. Uh, Darkest Dungeon uh, Ancestral Edition is going to both come out for PlayStation 4 and also on the Nintendo Switch. Um, it's already out for Nintendo Switch. It came out, I believe, uh, or it's coming out like literally like you know this week uh, for download on the Switch. But it's going to include uh, both expansions on there, the Crimson Court and the Shield Breaker. On there, the um, package will cost uh, for retail 40 bucks for both PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch on that. Uh, so it's great that this game's finally got a physical release. I have not played this game yet. I know, Desmond, you have, and you've enjoyed this game quite a bit, right? Yeah, yeah it was a lot of fun. It's um, once, you learn, once you learn a little bit about, about how to do things in the game, the game does become a, a lot easier, but just, just, just the... The story itself and 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 you know the 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 rogue like element is just really a lot of fun. It's a fun game. You know, if you haven't played it, I I really suggest that you that you uh, pick this up. I'm thinking about it because I haven't played the expansions. So, and if it's we're gonna get a physical release with both expansions, you know, I might just have to pick it up. You think of maybe getting the Switch version? I know a lot of people say, "Oh man, this game would be perfect for the Switch." That's so. what I mean. Like it's it. it like that's one of the reasons why I think it would be good to get it on the Switch because it just like it seems like it would be really fun, you know, on the on, on that console. So that's why I'm like, oh, oh, Switch, really? Ah, cool, you know. Good deal. And yeah. another another game that got announced, or at least the release date finally pinned, is going to be God of War for PlayStation Four. Uh, so it's going to be out on the same day as Nintendo Labo, which is going to be uh, April 20th. Uh, oh, my God. I feel bad now. You know, it's coming out <laughs> the same day as a Labo. Labo's going to kill, you know, that, that game. Like, what are they thinking? 
what are they thinking? So, <laughs> crushed by cardboard. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, Labo's here to stay. Mm-hmm. Pimp hand is strong with Labo. <laughs> yeah, they have quite a bit of additions with this game, too, that they, they announced. So, there's, this, of course, the standard retail edition, which I think on last episode you guys said we're both going to go for the standard 59.99 version uh but they did announce a couple more tiers uh, to the different um god of war options that they have available they do have a uh, digital deluxe edition of the game that will retail for 70 bucks which include the base game along with a digital copy of uh dark horse comics the art of god of war book a digital issue of dark horse comic series based on the game on there which will both include exclusive commentary tracks from the creators a dynamic theme, an exclusive armored and shield set for the game. And then for those that pre-order the digital version in-store at participating retailing outlets, you will be able to get a physical Kratos and Atreus pin uh-huh. on there for your own use on there. So you do get something physical with all of the digital goodies that you would get with the uh, digital deluxe edition of the game on there. They also did announce a collector's edition of the game, which is going to retail for $129.99 and includes a collectible statue of Kratos and Atreus, a collector's steelbook case, a cloth map, and a variety of bonus digital content and more on there. So something to keep in mind if you're wanting more than the usual uh, disc and uh, case uh, for God of War on that. So, Yep. Yeah. Cool. And for PlayStation Plus uh, for February, the games did get announced uh, this upcoming month for February 2018. Uh, the uh, games that were announced include uh, such uh, barnstorming games, including Knack, the original, Knack 1 on the PlayStation 4, uh, Rhyme for the PlayStation 4, uh, Spelunker HD on the PS3, Mujin Souls Z, which is a crazy Japanese RPG from uh, NIS America on the PS3. And then the Vita games include Exiles End, which is a great side-scrolling action game from Exceed and Grand Kingdom, which is another NIS America joint, which will be able to download for both PlayStation Vita and PlayStation 4 on there. Grand Kingdom kind of has some similarities to... um, Dragon's Crown a little bit. It's uh, like a uh, action uh, strategy RPG with some action elements on there. Probably more on the strategy side than the action side. So I don't know if it's going to be in your wheelhouse, Kevin, <laughs> on there. But uh, any thoughts, you guys, on the lineup for February? It's decent enough. Yeah. Yep. I go yep. on there. I download it, and I do. I do my. I do my part. You know. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much about it on that one. Well, I'm actually looking forward to playing Spelunker HD because that's kind of the, the game that originally inspired Spelunky, which is a great roguelike game, uh, which, you know, people love to this day on there. So and then Rhyme, of course, I know you already own Desmond, right? Because I know you yep. bought that before for Paul, right? Mm-hmm. So, And that's a, a great inspired uh, Zelda type game, adventure game, which, you know. Uh, a lot of people loved on there. You know, it was a game that uh, had the cover on Edge, the UK magazine that everyone kind of holds in high esteem on there. So, 
on there. So, uh, you know, and, uh, I've seen so many knack jokes on Twitter and <laughs> on message boards <laughs> that, you know, hey, the, the game of the century has finally come for free on PlayStation Plus. There's been rumored and people speculating knack coming on PlayStation Plus for like years now. So they have finally- I still need to play knack too. I still need to because that game does look kind of interesting. I know it gets a lot of shade, but Man. I, I kind of I want to check that game out. Hey, maybe come over. We'll, we'll blast through it on a Saturday or something. You know, it's a multiplayer. <laughs> He's <stuff>. not kidding. <laughs> I have no problem playing games with you, Kevin. Oh, You're I my know. man. You're I my know. man. <laughs> I know. I know. We might be able to tolerate it better as a uh, multiplayer game versus single player. You never know. I, so. You know, I, at least in the in the in the clips. You know, the action sequences, the punching and all that, 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 that looks kind of cool. I mean, you know. Uh, I played Knack, the original, multiple times. You might even want to check it out. Uh, you've, you've tried it before, right, Kevin? I've tried the demo. Oh, Knack. I thought it was okay. Knack 2 or the original? Knack, Knack 1. Uh, or No, I, I, did I rent it? I played it somewhere. I thought there was a demo for the original Knack. You might have played it day. in my house back in the day. Who knows? Mm. I thought it was okay, but Knack Two looks more more action focused than yeah. uh, platform focused. So that that kind of what has has me kind of interested. Gotcha. It might be a good palate cleanser between all these epic games we've been playing too. So keep that in mind as well. Yeah, so. I'm good. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> yes, yeah, just keep blowing my face off with all these epic like, games. Oh. Fine. All right. All right. You know, you don't need no uh, ginger to your sushi, bu- your monster hunter sushi buffet. Then, right? Yep. You don't need to cleanse that palate, I guess, right? I do not. No. You got the big old bowl of monster hunter in front of you. You're going to eat the whole damn bowl. I right? am. 100%. Nom, 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 nom. So I take an iron banner, we'll, be, we'll see none of Desmond. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm oh, like, come iron, on. That's, iron, that samurai iron, costume iron for the Titan looks so sweet, but. Uh, Iron what? <laughs> Destiny who? Nah, I'm good. I'm good, bruh. Iron duh, right? Yeah. Iron dud. <laughs> I am good. All right. And then the last news story of the week, of course, uh, there's been a little bit of hubbub. Uh, Jason Schreier of uh, Kotaku had an interview and some focus on Anthem. And so Electronic Arts during their quarterly earnings conference call, uh, Andrew Wilson talked about Anthem's development at BioWare. Uh, he mentioned that Anthem is, quote-unquote, tracking well on its development milestones, and the publisher is, quote-unquote, really confident about the ship date on there. But they did push it back from uh, 2018 to uh, Q4 of fiscal year 2019 on there. So and what they're going to be launching, and it's going to launch between uh, January 1st and March 31st of 2019 for both PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, they did state that they're really excited about the next Battlefield and that because it's coming out in Q4 that they don't want to launch Anthem right next to it. So they want to give it its own launch window in order to give it 
the focus and attention it deserves and some quote unquote free air, whatever that means <laughs> on that. So yeah, I'm thinking I they kind of learned means. from what happened last time with between Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2 being released within a, like a week or two of each other and then having Call of Duty come like a week or two later. It kind of didn't make Titanfall 2 uh, all that. Uh, someone had to... Uh, not win in that thing. I don't think everyone has the money to dole out to buy every shooter that comes out. So, so somebody had I mean, to fall on the sword. Yep. And I, you know, extra time in the oven's not going to hurt that game whatsoever. I give them as much time as they need to do that game. So on there and, you know, it's supposed to be destiny like we'll have to see, you know, maybe more focus on it at E3, of course. Uh, any thoughts, Desmond? I know you're a big Bioware fan, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I am I'll definitely play it. I mean, that's not a that's not a uh, a thing. Oh, for sure. You know, I did mention this game and our you know games top three what we've been uh, expecting for 2018. But I know that that was my my honorable mentions. I know that I thought this game wasn't going to make 2018. It's no way, no way. So. Now, at least we know it's it's coming next year. At least something else to look forward to. But uh, that's all the news I have this week, guys. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that, Trader Joe. So, folks, we're going to give you the, our contact information. As I said uh, earlier in, in the in the in the podcast, you can reach us by email, and uh, you know, it's not just to comment on what we say on the show. But if you'd like to be a part of the show, you can use our email contact as a means to let us know that you'd like to be on. We can schedule to have you on to express your points of view, you know, how you what your perspectives are on gaming. We're uh, we want to interact with our listeners as best as best and as often as we can. So, again, you can reach us by email at gamingvessels at gmail.com. All three of us are in the Twitter sphere. I am at shownuff 71 S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. Dez is at Nemo Cub, N-E-M-O-C-U-B. And Trader Joe is at Jofong Gul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. You can catch us all on PlayStation Network. Trader Joe is at Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. I am Shonuff7, S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number seven. And Dez is at Nemotigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. Both Joe and I are also on Xbox. You can catch us on live there at uh, Joe's Mr. Fongul, M-R-F-O-N-G-U-L. And I am Shonuff071, S-H-O-N-U-F-F. Zero seven one. Oh, I wanted to make sure. I I wasn't sure if you if you did it right. I think you did, but I changed my uh, my uh, Twitter handle. It's uh, the Nemo Six. The Nemo Six. Okay. Yeah. V T H E N E M O, and then the number six. So it's the, all right. Yeah. I'll need to update the outline. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one of the things. Just I changed it. You know, I thought thought it sounded cooler. So <laughs> you can let me know if it if it sounds cool or not. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> Better than the Nemo Seven. I looked. I accidentally typed that person in, and it's actually a spam bot. So you're like, you know. no. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. No, no, Desmond. No. Thanks a lot, my friend. Thanks a lot. No problem. 
And our game nights are Thursday evenings, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can catch us on our PSN uh, IDs that we mentioned earlier. Uh, the games that we play right now, I have a feeling that it's going to be Monster Hunter. Uh, for those of you that may want to try and jump into want to jump into Destiny, we're going. We still have. Well, most of us still have Destiny too, right? Well, Joe uh, does. <laughs> we all do. What are, you, what are you talking about? You even have the expansion, Mister Desmond. So, <laughs> so that's available. Um, whatever you all want to play, we are here to interact with you because we are your gaming vessels, as the title of the show indicates. So. Let us know what you want to play. Uh, join us Thursday evenings at the times I just mentioned, and we'll game it up. So <clears throat> I think that's going to bring us to the end of the show. And we want to, as always, we want to thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Uh, Jibber jabber on our favorite hobby. I am sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Jibber jabber. I just repeated. So I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a real quick, a real quick aside. There is a, um, I don't know if it's still around, but there is this website called Jib Jab that makes some of the funniest like e cards. Uh, my wife went through like a Jib Jab phase where she was sending, instead of Christmas cards, she sent everybody these Jib Jab cards. And some of them were hilarious because you can put your own portraits in them and they're animated and there's music associated. It's pretty cool. I don't know if they're still around or not, but. Yeah, you know, when when I said that, I just that kind of brought. I'm old, so anything is subject to bring something to my brain. So, That's a good thing. Yeah, so I just wanted to just mention that. But I am showing up seventy one. That is Des the Bay Area Terror Nemo Cub, and he is Trader Joe Joe Fangul, the Food Max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. And we will be back next time. Peace.